Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Brittany, thank you for that last song. That was a new one, I think, for us. I don't know that we've done as in heaven before. And and I know sometimes it's it feels awkward when we have a new song we've not done. And, and I just went through this with the teenagers this past weekend. Um, on Thursday night when we sat in the first service together, I was like, I don't know any of these songs. Like, I'm up on music, people, and I don't know any of these songs, you know. And sometimes that makes it hard for you to disconnect. Let me just encourage you, when we play a new song message one of us afterwards and say, what was the name of that? Look it up this week, listen to it again, because now I've come home, looked up these songs. I'm like, I love these songs. I'm like, Brittany, you need to learn these songs because they are so good, you know. Um, so when we play a new one, just know that the first time feels awkward and she'll play it again and we'll love it. Bo, thank you for the message last week. Give him a hand because I listened to it and you guys... Got a good message last week. Um, he had texted me and asked if the teens liked it because we listened to it on the van on the way home. And I had to be honest. I was like, dude, they're asleep. Sorry. Like, we already sat through one church service this morning. And so that's... <laughs> you was not asleep. You were driving. Yes, yes. Um, but a good message. I enjoyed the message. He, he spoke to you from Proverbs last week. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, I hear in my head, and maybe my kid does, she probably remembers that VBS, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You, Kathy, I think this was your VBS. And I still, to this day, when I read that verse, have to do the little motions to it. So, um, But thank you, Bo. That was a great, great message last week. Very heartfelt. We're back in our series. We've got this Sunday and next Sunday to finish up our roots, um, and we're going through our Articles of Faith. So we've talked about the triune God. We've talked about Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Scriptures. Oh, wait, I forgot my quiz. Big quiz time. And no, you can't answer, Crystal. You answered last time. How many Articles of Faith do we have? Six to, oh, that got good. Awesome. As soon as I get 100% participation in that really loud, then we can stop the Roots series, just so y'all know. I started over and we keep going. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So we did Holy Scriptures. We talked about sin. We talked about atonement, prevenient grace, repentance, justification, regeneration, and adoption. We talked about Christian holiness and entire sanctification the last time we were together. You know, 2020 was a year that seemed to kind of question what we thought we knew in a lot of things in life. Is that an amen? I mean, we had to question a lot of things. One of my favorite memories, and it might have, I don't remember at what point during um, when we were shut down, but visiting with Mandy one day. Mandy's like, hmm, this is about me. I have to listen. Actually, it's about Logan. It's a memory I have with Chunky over there. So I'm visiting with Mandy one day. We were out in the yard doing the whole distancing thing. Yes, getting sunburned. I got sunburned. She, need, she needed trees in that yard because I got sunburned on more than one occasion. But we were sitting there talking, and I made some comment about needing to go back to church. I was telling the kids bye. I said, hey, you've got to go back to church. And Logan, he just sort of piped up. He said, you're going to our church? My church? 
Now, that is not my inflection. That is how that little boy said it that day, you know. But, you know, our church, my church. And I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm going to our church. I got to go up there and do some stuff. We believe that the church is a community. And if a little one like that gets it, our church, then I hope we all do. Because it's, it's Logan's community. It's our community. It's long-lost teenagers, Lucas comes home community. Right? How are y'all? This is, this is, my, this is my test couple. Are we, we're still 100%. We're married. We're good. See? I am one for one. How about that? I like that. Okay. Good deal. We are a community together. What the church is, we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Amen? We are a covenant people. Right? And when I say covenant, sometimes people are like, wait, I thought we don't live by the law. Okay, let's turn to Jeremiah this morning. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. God is speaking through Jeremiah. Now remember, if, if, you've, if you've read Jeremiah, it's one of those love-hate books. Because God encourages his people, but he still tells them you got to go through some stuff, right? He says... There's still some consequences here. But he's, he gives this message through Jeremiah to the people. Verse 29, the people will no longer quote this proverb. The parents have eaten sour grapes, but their children's mouths pucker at the taste. All people will die for their own sins. Those who eat the sour grapes will be the ones whose mouths will pucker. The day is coming, says the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. And this covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt, they broke that covenant. Though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within, within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. They will be, Thomas, my people. Somebody giggled. Somebody giggled at me. This was a message that we heard over this past weekend from Stretch Dean, who he lives out on the East Coast. And one of the conversations that we talked about was, you know, when you come into the church, you become a believer and and you become God's people. Right? And he was talking about that deep. Now, you guys know what I'm talking about, that, you know, we have acquaintances. Then you have my people. The ones that are near and dear, right? And that's what God was saying here. God was letting them know the, the old covenant was based on the law and, and they couldn't keep it. We couldn't keep it. Oh, we like to point fingers at them Israelites, don't we? But we couldn't do any better at all. We can't even keep the basic 10, let alone 600 and something laws, right? He said, but there's coming a new day. You know, what is he talking about, this grapes and puckering? And he's talking about, the, they used to, you know, the old covenant was that um, if, if you sin, then your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren could suffer the consequences. He said, under this new covenant, guess what? Every one of you are responsible for yourself. This is good news. 
Because this means I don't care what you were raised in. I don't care what your mom and dad or grandparents or siblings have done. You get the choice to live your life. And you get the choice to do it right. You get the choice to believe in Jesus Christ and be forgiven for your sins. And that's a good news. That's a very good news. But Stretch was talking about being my people. I'll be their God and they will be my people. Well, we talked to our teenagers about, and I'm so glad you're here, Lucas. You are so good to be here this morning. Because we talked about um, with our teenagers that um, you're our people now. I mean, yeah, we were kind of filling in for Bo and Mandy, but I said, as your pastor, I said, guess what? You're still my people. And I said, we've been in ministry for 24 years. And I said, even those first teenagers, and there's one of them, and I always call them teenagers. You're, you're always going to be, you can be 50 and you'll still be my teen. You know, when I went out uh, to Wanda's the other day on one of my visits, um, Natalie had come in, and when I walked in, she just hugged me real big, and she looked at Vanessa, and she goes, this is my youth leader. You know how long ago that's been? Because she was here when that one was born. She didn't even get to be here when Alex was born. She was already passed through. So 24 years ago. And she's still my people. And I told those teens, I said, now, I said, we've, we've done this event together, and I said, you'll always be my people. You'll always be my people. That's how God feels about us. Even if we mess up, we're still his people. That's the greatest thing. So God gave Jeremiah this message of, of what was going to happen, what was to come, right? And our salvation is a one-on-one -on -one thing. That's what he was talking about here. Our salvation is a one-on-one -on -one with the Father. But when we have that moment, something else happens. We become a part of something bigger. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Matthew 16 verse 18. And this was when, if you'll remember... Jesus is asking the disciples who the people say he is. Some say you're Elijah. Others say you're Jeremiah. And Jesus says, but what about you? Who do you say I am? And remember, Peter answered, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Verse 18, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Peter acknowledged that Jesus was the anointed Messiah. And we know that this is a place we look in the Bible, we understand Jesus was also signifying the importance, the responsibility Peter would have in building this church. But I want you to know when it says, this is what I'm building my church on, he wasn't specifically just talking about Peter, all right? More important was the confession that Peter just made to him. Because the church would be built on this basis of this faith 
Confession. What did he say? He said, Peter, no man told you this. You wasn't, your grandma didn't pass it down to you. Your mama didn't teach it to you. Your pastor didn't teach it to you. You got this revelation from God. Because you see, as we talked about Wednesday night, so many of you was raised in this church. (laughs) What did I tell y'all Wednesday night? I need some heathens in there with me. I felt lonely Wednesday night because I asked them to give me their story, their backstory of what it was before Jesus, you know? And they all had this blank stare, and I was like, y'all all raised in the church, wasn't you? Like, you don't even remember what life was like without Jesus being a part of it, right? But even if you was raised in this church, you still have to come to that one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. You still have to come to this faith relationship. And that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, my church will be built on this rock, this foundation of this confession that each one of us must make. So then we become, when we've made this confession, we become the family of God. God says, you're my people. And God calls the church And when I say that, that's a big C. The church to express its life in a unity and fellowship together. And fellowship doesn't just mean eat, just so we know that, okay? In the Nazarene world, we think fellowship means eat. Every time we say, let's fellowship, okay, I'll bring the pecan pie, okay? Fellowship just means being together. You know, I remember last year, one of the headlines that was very quick to appear was, COVID shuts down the church. The devil is a liar. Devil didn't, we didn't shut down. We didn't. What does church look like? How, how can you say that, BJ? I, I remember I couldn't come sit here. Well, Acts chapter 2, if we'll turn there. We get the clearest vision. This is, this is the basis. When I, when I say, God, you know, how are we doing? I really come back to these scriptures because it's such the clear picture of, because people, we mess things up so easily. We make it too hard sometimes. And sometimes you have to go back to the word and realize how easy God made it. So 3,000 people, this is when Peter has given the the big speech after Pentecost. They've received the Holy Spirit inside of them. Remember, he gives the big sermon and 3,000 people join the church that day. And then it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place shared everything they had. They sold their property, possessions, shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So there was about 3,000 people that day that joined the church. Wow, Thomas James is thinking, I ain't putting together that many chairs. Like, (laughs) right? But here was the deal. Remember, these people are gathered in Jerusalem for the festival. So you had 3,000 people that what? They went back home. 
And what did they do? They had house churches. Does that ring a bell to anybody? You see, because when I'm looking at it, this is what the church looked like. They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching, so they were studying the word. Church, last year, did we study the word? Yes, we did. They fellowshiped and shared meals together. How many of you had picnics outside with your neighbors or family, or you, you got creative in how you got together somehow, right? The Lord's Supper and communion, they, they met in the homes and... and, and and, and still, you know, again, I got sunburn sitting outside Mandy's house, and we'd drink our coffee together, and we'd have our little morning talks, you know, and, and we would still figure out ways to do it. We met together, it said, in one place. Thank you, technology and Bo James. We still met together. Even though you were in your home and I was here, we were still able to meet together. And, we, and it said that they shared what they had. You know what? I don't know about you. Kathy, do you remember? We still had benefits in this community, and we still helped out our local businesses, and we still did things. So I don't know about you, but I think 2020 was the best the church has ever looked around the world in a long time because we got outside the walls. We did the things we were supposed to. Did we miss hugs? Yes. It about killed Shelly's face. Amen. Yeah. She, she was our, our hug and mugger. Who got, who got mugged by Shelly during 2020? Just go ahead. Yes, yes. So yes, we missed our hugs. Are we made for physical connection together? Yes, we are. But then I'm reminded of this image of Paul in prison singing praise to his God having church, and it broke those bondages. So we, we just have to remember that as the church, we have a local congregation, but there's also a bigger global body connected to us. Where and even how we gather to worship may look different. And I think that's what I appreciate from 2020 is it reminds us this does not define us. This, this building is not who we are. Because heaven forbid, if something happened to this building today, we'd rebuild, sure. It wouldn't hurt this church one bit. In fact, I know this church, it would make us stronger. Because that's what we do. We are a community living together. So the essentials, even though we have a local congregation, we have South Arkansas congregations, we have a global congregation, and it's not all Nazarenes, in case you didn't know. I don't want nobody to be surprised when you get to heaven, okay? There are going to be more than us Nazarenes there. Because it's about the essentials being the same of who we believe in. Ephesians 4 says there is one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is overall, in all, living through all. So the name over our door does not get us to heaven. All that simply means is, yeah, we differ on some different things. You know, we just have some minor issues, but we believe in the same Lord. We believe in the same Savior. Church is not about location. It's about our mission and how we live together. 
Honestly, if Sunday is the only connection we have together, we're doing it wrong. That's not what God intended. Church is about living life together. And then there's things as a church, once we believe in Christ, that we do together. And James chapter 5 tells us that uh, we come together to pray together. I don't know if I have that one marked in my Bible. But, but James chapter 5, Bo, you got it? It says, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. So part of living life together, well, it's self-explanatory. It's living life together. We should come together, pray together, praise together. If you've ever sat through a class with me, you know that I don't just go, what, what do you want to pray about? I say, what's our praises? Somebody give me a praise today. But that's a big part. We In the Church of the Nazarene, that's one of our articles of faith. We believe in divine healing. Now, what do I mean by that? Do I mean that God can miraculously heal you? Yes. But can God also use a medical profession to heal you? Yes. Because he's gifted them. So we believe in that. We come together. We believe in living life together. Another thing that we do together in the church is baptism. Jackie, let's set a date. Me and you need it. I got some kids I'm going to get to baptize. In the river. Yeah, that's going to be my first river experience. Montana, you have a job in this. You will be the snake monitor to go in and check out before I get in there. Just so you know. Because y'all ain't never seen a Holy Ghost revival unless the pastor sees a snake while I'm in the river. (laughs) Kiddos, we gonna walk on water, just so you know. I look forward to that. If baptism is something you're interested in, let's talk about it. Because it's another way we live life together. In Matthew chapter 3, we're not going to read it, but that's where you're going to find where Jesus gets baptized... John the Baptist baptizes him. Now remember that baptism is a sign of showing repentance. Jesus did nothing wrong. There was nothing he needed to repent for. But he knew it's what the Father required. And he did it. So if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. So maybe you're a believer. You've been a believer for 50 years and you've never been baptized. Let's do it. BJ, I don't bend like I kind of used to. Great, I'll sprinkle you. I'll pour it over top of you. (laughs) So let's have that talk because it's an expression of faith in the church, in the body of Christ. Now some say, you know, I don't need church to be baptized and and I don't have to do all that. And, And, you know, you don't need church to be saved true. But it's God's heart and his desire for his people to gather. That is what God intended. That is what Jesus, what did you say? My church. He was like, I'm going to build my church. And that's the community together. 
So remember, church is living together. We share the same mission. Well, you, you talk about mission. What is mission? Can anybody tell me where I'm going to find a mission for the church? Just random quiz. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus is getting ready to, to leave the disciples. He's going to ascend back. And this is the last thing that he's telling them, the commission that he's given them. Jesus says, verse 18, Jesus came, told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So he says, everything's mine. What I just did, I died on that cross, I rose from that grave, everything is mine now. And then he says, therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What did Jesus do, Brittany? Yeah. <laughs> we used to have a video we watched. And that's what Jesus, he, he, he did a little fist pump and they, they froze it there. And Brittany's like, yeah, we did it, Jesus. That's what she would holler when she was a kid. So Jesus left them this commission. You and I. Hello, this is our commission, church. This is our commission. God's people. That we're supposed to go. That's why I love 2020. It made us go. <laughs> it made us go. He said, make disciples, baptize them. So this is how I know Jesus wants us to continue to be baptized as believers. He said, teach them. And there's another thing we do as the church that as his people we come together to do. Matthew chapter 26, Jesus is having his last supper before he goes to the cross before he gets arrested. Matthew 26, he, in verse 26, he says, As they were eating, Jesus took some bread, blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take this, eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it, and he gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant. Remember back in Jeremiah, the new covenant that God is going to make? This confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. So we started in Jeremiah, and God said there's going to be this new covenant coming. Jesus said, when you do this, you're going to remember this new covenant that's going to be made through my broken body and my blood. Now, I have a feeling that night the disciples still wasn't 100% sure what he's talking about, right? Even though he's told them time and time again what's coming, they still are not 100%. We have the joy of knowing the hindsight to it. We understand. So Jesus approaching his death was giving his disciples a new way to remember him and what he is doing. I think another great memory of 2020 was we did take communion together while you were still at home. 
And I think you probably all are going to, somebody give me examples. Just holler out, what did you use for communion elements? I know Patricia, Dr. Pepper. Sorry, Patricia. You know, they just don't fill them with Dr. Pepper, though. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, what else did y'all use? Who got creative? Sweet tea, thank you. Come on. Huh? Coffee, amen. I think we could market that one. There you go. Anybody else? Did y'all take communion at home? And if you didn't, these altars are open, I'm telling you. No, just kidding. See, we got creative because we were separated and and we couldn't get all the elements and, and some of you forgot and like, you know, I heard stories of orange juice. I heard stories of, let me get the crackers, you know, and somebody would run out of the living room, right? Yeah, I'm seeing the smirks now. I'm calling y'all out. (laughs) The point is, Jesus gave them these elements. Why? Because that's what was before him that night, right? So we believed in faith that whatever you had in the home, he blessed it just the same because we still had the same faith, the same confession, and the same heart of remembering what Christ did for us. And when we do communion, all are invited in the Nazarene church. You don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to be a Nazarene from another church. Because we believe that if you know Jesus Christ, you will do it sincerely as we join together. And so I find it fitting today as as we are going to take communion together. So if you are at home, now's your chance. Go scramble and find the Dr. Pepper and the cracker or the bread or whatever you have. But I find it kind of fitting today because has anybody realized a year ago today was our first in-person service that we had done after a few months? We have been back in church a whole year. Um, and it's been great, hasn't it? I know Shelly. Shelly come in just, she was so excited to see people. Nobody's a people person like Shelly Spade. I just tell you, I loved it. But as we continue to move forward, as we reopen and re, you know, relearn a few things, and um, I feel like 2020 teaches us things, it's my desire that we do it with a remembrance of what Christ did for us. That never changed this past year. And I want us, it's my desire that we do it with a continued unity of body. Because that was something I felt so blessed to serve a congregation that stayed connected through all of that. And why did we do that, church? Because you are the church. You understand it. You live it out there. I don't care if we have COVID or no COVID. You live life. We just prove that as a community once again with the Miles benefit. If you don't have Facebook, over $26,000 was raised for Preston and Sharon. That was so awesome. Uh, That was one part love and one part people are like, "Woo, we are back out in public again. Let's do this, right? So, you know, I want us as we take communion today to do it with that heart. And I just want to give you a moment because, you know, sometimes we we need that moment of prayer to just say, God, I need this as a refresh today. 
In fact, that song Brittany sang, that was so perfect. God, we need a fresh wind today. We need your, your spirit fresh today moving forward. At this time, I've asked Sandy and Shelly to help with the elements. If y'all will come forward, I will pray over it. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today as the church. And God, there may be somebody in here before we take this element, maybe they've never accepted Jesus as their Savior. I want to give them that moment, Lord. Today is the day of salvation, your scriptures tell me. And I don't want them to pass that up when they understand that maybe I've not been living. I don't, I don't know all the rules. I don't know exactly what all God wants from me. But God, I know that I need a Savior. Because Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And all it takes is one simple prayer of, God, I'm sorry. Will you lead me from this day forward? God, some of us in here today, let us take a moment. Maybe it's been a a rough week, a rough month, a rough year. And Lord, we just need a refresh to say, God, I'm sorry. I haven't been drawing as close to you as I need to. And I want to do that today. God, as we take these elements today, may we remember the sacrifice that you gave for us on that cross. The broken body and the blood that poured that covers our sins. And God, may we just come with all sincerity of heart today to come before you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you would like to join us, please take one of the cups. Before we take the elements, we're going to read the Lord's Prayer together. Bo, I think you got that up on there. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Eat this in remembrance of what Christ did for you. This is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance of what Christ did for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today as your church, as your people, Lord. And God, it is so good to be here together, to to be uh, in one place. As we looked at your word, as we listened to your spirit today. But God, now as we leave this place, may each person leave here with that same commission that Christ gave us to go and make Christ-like disciples. May people understand when they see us that we have been in your presence. God, may you open up doorways for conversations. 
God, for those that are seeing this online, may they, uh, may they make communication to us that they want to know more. They want to be a part of the church, not just our congregation, but the big C church, your church, Lord, that you, you said would be built on that rock of our confession. God, be with your people today. Put your hedge of protection around them, but God, more importantly, put your spirit all around them that people will know that they are your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, have a beautiful, wet sunshine day today, and go be a blessing to someone in our community. Have a great day. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.